We're coaches united, ain't got time to be divided Won't you get excited, cause in the end you'll be delighted That you took a listen to the voices that you hear Cause it's evident, ain't no division in here Cause we're coaches united, ain't got time to be divided Won't you get excited, cause in the end you'll be delighted That you took a listen to the voices that you hear Cause it's evident, ain't no division in here, see? We wanna thank you for tuning in to the Coaches United Podcast A podcast that has everyone in mind Where everyone's differences are embraced and celebrated. Where we see you, we hear you, and most importantly, we stand with you. What matters to you, matters to us. Este podcast is para toda mi gente. Ahora más que nunca, debemos estar unidos. Y cuando estamos unidos, somos más fuertes. Gracias por estar aquí con nosotros. Las culturas unidas jamás serán vencidas. Welcome, 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 everybody. I have Mr. B in line with us today, and I got Joe Dreams, and including myself, uh, Sebastian Diaz. Welcome, everybody, to the Cultures United podcast. Yo, Sebastian. Yeah, man, listen, you know, we it's hype time, man. You know what I'm saying? We're here. We're about to do some big things, man. And uh, you're right. That's a dope intro, bro. Cultures United. We ain't got time to be divided. You feel me? So... Uh, yeah, let's get right into this, man. Joe Dreams, what you got to say to the people real quick, man? Hey, I'm very grateful to be here. Thank you for the opportunity, and I can't wait to hear your stories and learn all about y'all. Yeah, no doubt. Let's get into it. Tell us what you got, Sebastian. All right, so today we're coming at you with this episode number one called Our Roots. We want to talk about us. We want to talk, we want to share about about us with you with everybody out there listening we want to hopefully you know create an environment of welcoming by expressing ourselves to you guys letting you know about us so yeah with that being said mr b why don't you share with us a little bit about your background man what tell us about you tell us about your beautiful life man yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, real quick, man, you know, all glory to God, man, in this opportunity uh, that's been put together, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so, yeah, so a little bit about me, you know, um, I grew up in New Orleans, born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm a Saints fan, diehard Saints fan, but, um, you know, so I, you know, the, the cliche is real, you know what I'm saying, about like a, a, a black male, you know, growing up in the city of New Orleans, it was a struggle, um, but, you know, I had some tragedies in my life that I wouldn't wish upon anybody, man. It kind of shaped me into the human being that I am. Uh, and that was, my, I lost my dad when I was 15 years old. Um, you know, just a tragic death early on in my life. So, you know, that, that kind of shaped me. And then I had some childhood experiences in school, you know, um, dealing with some, you know, teachers that, you know, saw color, but didn't see it in the same way that everybody else might see it. So that was a, you know, a rough part. Saw a lot of death in my life, man. People growing up around me, you know, getting murdered or, you know, uh, that type of stuff. You know, like I said, the, 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 the cliche type stuff, that was like my life. But, you know, um, I got married real young. You know, um, my wife and I are still together. Been married like, what, 25 years, man. And <laughs> wow. <laughs> so right. Wow. So that's a blessing, bro. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was she been with me since that time. So, you know, we still going strong. But 
Um, you know, so that's childhood. But then, you know, right out of uh, high school, man, I just joined the army because I, I needed to get away. You know what I'm saying? I needed to go away from New Orleans because I saw so much death. It was so much negativity. So I had to get out of that city. You know, it's still a place I love and call home, but it was just nothing, at least from my perspective, that was negative. You know what I mean? All of my experiences. So I had to get away. So I joined the army, man, and the army gave me a different perspective on life, man. Um, I remember being in Croatia, uh, wow. where, you know, yeah, I, I traveled to Croatia, man. We were on a peacekeeping mission and, uh, I saw like a family, you know, and I didn't know any better real quick, just a little quick story about the money. Right. Cause I transferred some money, some American money into the Croatian money. And mm. I didn't realize how much money I had because it looked like a toy to me, you know, it was like really mm. colorful. It was super <laughs> right. And so, um, I had all of this in my pocket and I knew if I, if I went back to the States with this, it would have just been like a little souvenir. Yeah. So I saw this family, you know, we went out to eat and, um, you know, my supervisor, she knew the type of person I was. And she was like, bourgeois, I don't want you giving no, don't give nobody nothing. Don't talk to nobody. Don't say, you know, because she knew I would have given people my last. Yeah. And so she was like, you don't want to, you know, pick up stray dogs kind of thing. Right. Mm. And so I was like, I don't care. So they had a little boy probably was like maybe six or seven years old, just kind of disheveled, dirty, you know, he was, he was looking through the window and I saw him, you know, I love kids. And so I saw him and I just got up and left the restaurant and went outside. And so of course I didn't speak the language, but I just went in my pocket and gave him the money. And so he, he, you know, I, whatever I had in my pocket, I just gave it to him. That, 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 currency that you had on your pocket, you didn't even know how much it was, huh? I had no idea how much it was, <laughs> man. And so I just gave it to him. And he took off running. And so the, then, you know, like he went around the corner of the restaurant and then his family came. It was like his mom, like his brothers, and it was a whole gang of them. And all they were doing was like saying as best they could in English, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. I was like, okay. you know, I didn't know. So, you know, but apparently I had, you know, helped them out a lot with the currency exchange, right? Yeah. And so, but that, that just taught me that, that lesson right there, that moment in my life just taught me, bro, it's, it's better to give than receive no matter what, you know, there's always going to be somebody out there that has it worse than what you think you have it, you know? And so that taught me that lesson. And so I just been a giver ever since, man. And so, um, after I got out of the army, you know, believe it or not, I became a police officer, man. And, you know, I absolutely hated that job as a police officer. Can you imagine, right? Like you got this black man in the city of Atlanta, mm. predominantly black city, right? Upholding, if you know anything about history, a Confederate state's laws, Yeah. right? Yeah. So that was, that was hard for me, man. And, and, you know, I did that for seven years, bro. And I, I absolutely hated it. It broke me down every day. And mm. so I was like, you know, when you really think about it, what do I want to do that's going to be a benefit to society, you know? And we moved out here, you know, to out here being Seattle, Washington. We moved out here, man, with my family because my sister started a church. And my wife and I and a family, we moved out. And I just went to school. I went to school to got, get the degrees and certifications that I needed to have to become a teacher. So I got three degrees in four years. And I don't say that to brag or boast, like, because I'm not the smartest dude. But I say that to say that you know, having, getting those degrees and certifications, I was the one they called stupid. 
I was the one they said needed special services. I was the one they said would never learn, you know, at grade level. And so I tell my students now, after being 10 years in education, that if I could do it, ain't no doubt you could do it. That's awesome. That's a great message, man. That's awesome. And, um, yeah, and so now I'm here, you know, with Coaches United with my guy Sebastian and my man Joe Dreams and, you know, Gemma and the whole crew. Uh, and so my why, man, is to bridge, you know, the gaps that, you know, each culture has, you know what I mean, because between each other. Yeah. You know, so I look forward to, you know, being united with this podcast because, you know, I have a different perspective. I have a unique story that is meant to inspire and bring people together because at the end of the day, you know, we are all human beings. And so we are very divided right now in this country. And I hope this podcast really reaches people to help them be, you know, united. So that's me in a nutshell. Damn. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you being here, man. What a wonderful background. Mr. B, can I, I want to ask you a few follow-up questions, man, because you know, I'm, I'm sure there's like, like me, there's probably people out there thinking like, hey, let's, you know. Um, so my, my first question is, what is a memory that stands out to you? Like from when you were part of the military or the police force, what's one memory that stands out to you, man? Like, man. like you know, I, that, that story with the boy, man, when you were yeah. out there in Croatia, that's crazy, man. Like that's yeah. you. Who knows? Like you probably provided the whole month's rent to that family. Yeah. Who knows? You know, who knows what, what happened, bro? I mean, but that's that's definitely one. But I have another story too, man. Same same country in Croatia, bro. Like, I just remember we were on patrol one time, you know, we were doing our little recon patrol, you know, just making sure the streets were you know straight or whatever. And I'm in a turret in my Humvee, and I see the house, right? We driving down the road, and it's like a you know, kind of brick mason kind of house. Um, and I just remember seeing the 50 caliber holes, like these big gigantic holes that riddled the side of the house, right? And I, I was like, damn, man, that, that house is tore up. And so as we got past the house, all I heard was like laughter. And, and when I looked behind, you know, the, 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 the fence, I saw that, you know, there was a bunch of little kids playing in the backyard. You know, they were chasing the chickens around and they were kicking a soccer ball around. And that just put it on my heart to be like, wow, bro, look at it. Their house is literally riddled with bullet holes, but they still find a reason to be joyful. You know, and so that's set in my heart, no matter what's going on, no matter what it looks like, you gotta find a joy. You know what I'm saying? Because those little babies, those kids showed me that no matter what, they're in a wartime scenario and they're in their backyard playing soccer. So I'm like, bro, if they could do that, I could find joy in my struggles. Yeah. And so that, that right there, man. That's beautiful, man. I, I want to, I want to, um, I heard a story, man, on, on the news not too long ago about, uh, well, back in 2018 was the latest uh, World Cup, soccer World Cup that, that was held. And uh, the, the semifinal, or actually the second place in the tournament was Croatia. It's, Croatia is a small country. They don't have a whole lot of people. Um, however, 
this people like man they're fighters man they're fighting right. and right. um there's a story man of this this boy that grew up he grew up in in the middle of a war you know and um he, as a refugee and he ended up last year he got the trophy to for the best player in the world man he came wow. he from being a refugee from Croatia to all the way making it to the top, man. It's exactly. Yeah, uh, he was probably in that backyard playing soccer with the. That's that. That's <laughs> what I was thinking, man. That's what exactly yeah. what I was thinking, man. I was like, who knows, bro? Like, and the thing about it is that um, what's cool, man, is he talked about the same thing you're saying, man. Is like, you can always be like, you you gotta be persistent. You gotta be uh in life. You gotta be um, what's the word I'm looking for, man? Like. When you're uh, resilient, resiliency, bro, resiliency, mm -hmm. that's it, man. Like yeah. resiliency can take you a long ways and you can always find yourself in a bad situation. This year, man, this year has been challenging, but yeah, resilience, yeah, man. keep going, keep it going. Yeah, man. So, so that, you know, those are the two, well, I mean, I have another, you know, like it's real, I don't, it was kind of weird, like again, in Croatia, uh, being in Europe, you know, there was this really old, she could have been at least, bro, she could have been at least 80, 90 years old, but she was kicking it. Like she had, you know, she had the, uh, the, the pail on her back, like the wooden, you know, like she was going to a well for water. And so, you know, we were out on the side of the road, just kind of like helping to put the sandbags and all that kind of stuff out there. And so she came up to me because, you know, when I was in the military, I was pretty, I was the only brother out there. Right. So she came up to me like with this look in her, like her eyes wide. You know, and this, this is 1997, so I was like, man, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've seen some black people, you know, but she took my hand and she started, like, rubbing my hand, like, you know, thinking it was makeup or something. And, you know, everybody else was just laughing, like, oh, boo, what's wrong with you? You know, I was just like, man, you know, I just assumed that, you know, she didn't see a black person before. Wow. But, you know, like, it was just it was just kind of a surreal feeling, like, whoa, this is the first time something, something like this happened to me. But again, it just gave me appreciation for life, bro, because you never know who's out there, who's observing, who's watching, who's seeing. And so I just had to maintain my, you know, just being humble, you know. So I have a lot of experience from the military, man, but uh, a lot of experiences from being a police officer. Like I said, I, I absolutely hated it, man. Um, and I'll just tell you this one, this one, if you have another question, that's great. But yeah, I just remember this one young man. Because again, as a police officer, I had the mentality of, I'm not going to hem you up, mm. right? I'm going to educate you because obviously you're ignorant and, and it's okay. Like ignorance is not a bad word. Yeah. It's not a negative word. It just means you don't know anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I always look to empower uh, people that I interacted with. And so this one young man, you know, unfortunately I had to apprehend him because, you know, he, he did some kind of like major theft and so you know I, but when he was with me I was just talking to him I was talking to him I was talking to him I was just putting life into him you know what I'm saying ministering to his life in that moment six months later I'm out on a sidewalk you know on, on my post six months and he came down and he he took a beat straight for me and he was like officer bourgeois do you remember me hmm. and I was like I remember you you know because I just I remembered him yeah and he was like man I never forgot those words you told me. Mm. I had two situations like that, but this particular situation, he was like, I never forgot what you told me. And he said, I thought about what you told me all the time I was locked up. And he said, because of you, 
I'm a completely different man now. I see things completely different because you're the only one that took time to impart knowledge in me. Nobody else gave me an opportunity. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I just like, that just stuck with me because I took advantage of the opportunity that I had to build instead of tear down, you know? Cause as a police officer, bro, like I said, I, I absolutely, I understand the disposition that's in our union, you know, state right now with policing. Cause I saw both sides of it. I saw it growing up and wow. then I saw it as a police officer, you know? So, but so I wait for the next episode. You know, um, yeah, cause you have, a, you have two different perspectives from being a, a police officer and oh, what is your opinion of when people say all cops are bad or, or that attitude, you know, that, that, ha- that people have, do you feel like they don't understand the whole situation? You yeah, understand yo, Jim, that's a, man, listen, yeah, that's a great question, bro. And I'm going to straight up tell you, that's a lie because I was one of them good cops. <laughs> you know, I was one of those upright, respectful of human being police officers. So when they say all cops are bad, that's a, that's a felonious lie. Now, are there some cops that don't give a S about you? Yes, there are. Mm-hmm. I worked with them, both black and white. Yeah. Right? Because what, you, what people don't understand is that blue line that people talk about, that's real. Because let's just say we are all on a police force together. Me, you, and Joe, you know, Joe Dreams and Sebastian, we're police officers, right? Yeah. Joe Dreams does something bad, but Sebastian and Joe Dreams is tight, right? I'm on a different shift, but we are still brothers in blue. I see what Joe Dreams does. I'm not going to go to the sergeant and say, yeah. look, Sarge, this is what Joe Dreams did, because yeah. guess what? I'm about to get heat from everybody else. So yeah. what I'll do, what I would do is I'd be like, Joe Dreams, you know that was dirty. And then Joe Dreams would be like, man, F you, B. I'll see you next shift. And that's the end of it. Hmm. Wow. That's, oh, wow. That's crazy. So even if they were to anonymously submit it, if the, the dude would know, like, because there was only two guys with me. Exactly. Either Sebastian or Joe Dreams that snitched on me. It was one of them, too. Yep. So either way, you know, either way, no matter what I see. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that stuff is, is real, bro. You know what I'm saying? And so this is what I, I've always said this. I've always said that the screening process, because I'm gonna be straight up with you. <laughs> this was in Georgia. I had police officers that were on the force, bro, that couldn't spell, mm. right? Wow. They couldn't write a proper sentence, but they could shoot the hell out of a pistol because they've been doing it since they was four and five years old. Of course. I see. So, so was, there, was there a lack of police? Is that why the, the, point, the barrier of entry was so low? Was there a scarcity of police officers? So they're kind of just taking anyone who puts an application? Pretty much. You know what I'm saying? If you could pass the psyche valve and you could pass that portion of the exam where they just ask you those simple, when I say simple, brothers, simple questions, you in. Hmm. And so wow. I believe that's the, that's the number one problem in the police force. And here's another thing, and then I'm going to pass the mic because I know we could talk about this all night. But here's a perspective that a lot of people don't understand, right? There's a psychology behind policing. So you have three levels of policing. You have the police officer that was designed to be the police officer, right? So that means the universe, 
God, whatever you want to claim, says that this is what you are going to be for your community. And those are some great law enforcement officers, right? So that's one level, because I have a good buddy that is that level. Then you have the level that says, well, hell, this is just my job. I'm going to do the job to the best of my ability. I'm going to go to work every day. I'm going to try to make peace with everybody. But, you know, I got my mind focused on something else. That was me, yeah. right? I, I, I was a police officer to take care of my family. And then the last level that you have, Joe Dreams and Sebastian, is the level that says, I was bullied growing up. I'm going to become a police officer so I can now have the power yeah. over people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's in the, you know, all of us have a dark side to our character and I'm sure that's in police. I'm sure they kind of enjoy arresting people. Man, you know? I'm telling you. Listen, you know like, I mean, if you think about that, I mean, imagine having the power to like, you know, get somebody on the ground and put them in handcuffs and put them in your car and then drop them off. Like, you know, I'm sure that kind of makes and you then go like, do it again. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, got that. You Listen, know, with whatever me, his name is. I'm gonna I'm keep it real. You know, that's how we do it on here 100% reality, bro. And yeah, especially if he was talking a bunch of crap before. Oh, man. Like, oh, bro, yeah. Get him, bro, yeah. that's that's what I'll be telling. I'm like, but anyway, that's a whole nother episode. But yeah, I'm gonna yeah, take yeah. you this, I'm gonna pass it. Like I said, oh, I gotta pass it to you. Coming soon. <laughs> coming soon. So, in, in the precinct, in the corner, really discreetly, they would have a number in the corner. That was your number that you had to get by the end of your shift. So when people Whoa. say the quotas, the quotas you don't had, exist. You had to make something happen. Quota. Oh, that's why. So an officer, where he would provoke, if he don't have his quota, like I'm pretending, if I'm an officer, if I don't have my quota and I got three hours left in my shift, yep, I'm gonna be mean mugging people. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start doing stuff to provoke people to like you. You say something, boy. That yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know, no, no, like you know what I'm saying? Like. You got, you got, you know, maybe or just try to instigate something. So I go, okay, met my quota. Like I Bro, I'm telling you, you know I'm telling you, it's <laughs> real. But listen, listen, my time yeah, is up. Crazy. My time is up, <laughs> Coaches United family. I'm gonna pass the torch to my man Sebastian so he can get into it. But listen, I'm gonna tell y'all what, man. There's more to come from Mr. P regarding whatever topic we're gonna be talking about. And I just appreciate the opportunity, Sebastian. Why don't you tell us your story, my brother? All right, thank you, Mr. B. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here, man. A lot of valuable things that you bring to the table. So uh, my name is Sebastian Diaz, guys. I'm, I'm here. Uh, I'm, I was born in Colombia. I moved out here when I was 16 years old to the United States. Uh, first generation immigrant. Um, I was raised mostly with my grandmother in the mountains of Colombia, you know. And wow. 1993, it was, some people would say that 1993 was the worst time to be born in Colombia. As you guys know, Colombia is known for many things, but most especially in, in the United States, cocaine. The mm, cocaine yeah. war in Colombia, man. It's like, I hate it, but at the same time, I love it. Because it's, it's always a chance to educate somebody on, on their, you know, like you said, man, some people are just straight up, you know, lacking the knowledge that they need so i like educating people i hate that they every time i talk about colombia they be the one thing they always go to is oh the coke cocaine you know tony but, montana yeah so, but i'm like bro tony montana wasn't even colombian <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, man, like there's a whole lot more to it anyway 
I was born in it, man. It wasn't pretty for me. I, I, I just, you know, I remember um, at the age of 12, man, uh, we were headed to the river, walking down to the river with my cousins. And um, this group of armed men come up to us. And I, I thought to myself, these guys look like the military, yet they don't really have like a badge or something. So I was like, okay, I know, I know what we got going on here. So they approach us. And one of them puts a rifle in my hands. And he's like, I, did, I, I was like, nah. And he, he just forced it on forced me. Forced it on like, you. Yeah. So now what I do, I, I was just froze, man. I was like, didn't even know what to do. Wow. Dude says, yeah, you're, you're old enough. You can, you're good to go. Come with us. I was like, no, no, no. Because I, I, at that point, I was the oldest one of my cousins. Hmm. So I, as I'm holding that, I was like, my mind goes to, well, shoot, if they're going to take one of, if they're going to take one of us, then it just got to be just me. I'm not going to put my other cousins. So I was like, go, Bajensen, go. And then I stayed there and I was like, look, man, straight up, I'm a soccer player. In Colombia, soccer is not just like a sport, it's a culture. Right. So, mm. And those back in that in those times, Colombia had a really good team, man. Like soccer was a big thing. So I tell the guys, look, I I, I just want to play soccer. My thing is soccer. Let me go. You might see me in the TV later in the future. Let me go. Don't take this opportunity away from me. The guy says, you know what? Go ahead. Takes the rifle, he lets me go. Wow. I'm wow. running, I'm thinking, man, this dude's about to shoot me or something. Oh, wow. I'm booking it, man. I'm booking it. Wow. The house, and I don't even want to talk about it, man. I get to my grandma's, I don't even want Like, that That straight up caused some PTSD in me. Wow. And, um, that, that instance right there, because I fear for my life, man. You hear boys in Colombia and other places too, man, like East African countries. Uh, all, all over the place in the world, they be situations where people like me in that situation I grew up in, be, they, 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 they would face the same fears. And you don't want to be one of those boys, you know, that is a, goes away from their family, um, away from their, their life, fighting a war that's not even ours, you know? So that, that was one interesting part about my past, but... So I moved to the United States with my family, seeking a better future, seeking safety, a safe life, you know? So we come out here thinking, <clears throat> you know, our lives is gonna change. But unfortunately, man, the American dream is not what they picture it to be. The American dream is, I don't even know if it's real anymore, man. I don't know if it was ever real. I think, um, this this country was definitely based on the on the ideal that um being united it's called the united states right united states so and it was a country formed constructed built by immigrants so right <laughs> and I, I, it's, to me it's like is this american dream a, a, a real thing or what is it you know so and, I, and I'm out here, man. I come with my family thinking, you know, our life is going to be easier. And I, I'm just going to tell you, man, it's been, 
it has not been easy. It's been a work in progress, that's for sure. I definitely have a lot of resources that wouldn't have been able been uh, available for me if it was back then, back home. But I can say, you know, it's taken a lot of, um, you know, it's gonna, it's, been, it's taken some tolls on us, you know, in our lives. My mom, for example, she's a, she's a hard worker, man. She's, she broke her back. She literally broke her back working, man. She's had a couple of back surgeries. And mm. something that makes me sad, man. So the single mom raising three kids, it's work, literally broke her back working. And it's like something I like, man, we, but we're out here, you know, we're out here making it. I, um, after I graduated high school, man, I, I went to high school, um, mastered the culture of, of America, learned the language and um, graduated school, man, went to university, even with all these doubters, all, all these people that were, you know, like always doubting me and always trying to put me down. I got this story, man. I asked me about my soccer coach in high school, all right? Ask me about that. <laughs> I got a story for you, but man, I've, I finished college. I came out here to the Pacific Northwest and I started this project called Cultures United FC. It's a soccer team. Um, and basically the ideal behind that is, you know, creating um, a space, a space for people like me to have uh, an alternative in life, to have something, to have something to look forward to, something that helps you grow, something that helps you build community because soccer is an international language. Everybody, everybody plays. It's the biggest sport in the world, man. So. A lot of experiences, a lot of character that I built was through soccer. And now I just want to use it to give back to the community, to make the world a better place. Um, apart from that, um, I'm also a former uh, wildland firefighter. I fought fires all over California, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, Arizona, hot shots, shot, hot shot crews, helitag crews, fighting, um, fire, fighting fires with the the helicopter crews it was an amazing experience too that helped me uh build my character and see things from a different perspective for sure so with that being said man go ahead no doubt no doubt uh sebastian that's that's a blessed you know story bro but i i, I appreciate like in all what you said i just I, that capturing the irony of what you say right like the united states but it was built by immigrants, right? Like it was, <laughs> that just in itself is a, that's a completely another episode, but man, so, you know, tell me what it was like for you growing up, like living with your grandmother, you know, in the, in the mountains of Colombia. like what would, you know, what is an experience that you can say that you could take away from that in itself? Yeah, so I just gotta say, man, my grandma was somebody I definitely, she, she's my, my hero for, she will always be, um, rest in peace but like she she uh she man she taught me to be the person i am today man she a lot of things i absorbed from her uh her persistence uh her perseverance you know um so i definitely absorbed that and that's something i it drives me today you know wow. it's, it's, i gain a drive from that today so for sure man no doubt so, i had a question what was some of the character building that soccer did for you like how like what did, what were some of the things that you were going through with your character before and then how soccer helped you overcome those obstacles 
Man, I'm so glad you asked that question. So I, I told you I, I had a story for you about my, my coach in high school, my soccer coach in high school. Now, uh, just one more thing. I do have – I have five – I got four minutes left before right. I got to get – yes, go So, yeah, yeah, So uh, real quick, this story, man. So um, my, my coach in high school, he was um, – um, so back then I was looking for a lot of support, man, because obviously first commerce to this country, not having a whole lot of people around us that, you know, we can count on. Um, I, I was counting on my teachers and my coach, you know, and uh, he's somebody, you know, when I came up to him and I told him, hey, I, I'm trying to play in college. Help me out. He kind of laughed at me and he was like, hey, you know, like you should you should probably go find yourself a job at McDonald's. That's That's something more of like, you know, that would fit you. And I was like, mm. I was so, man, that, that, that comment, that response I got from him is something that really, um, you know, right. helped, helped me excel in a big way. Because yeah. um, from that point, I was like, I, I got to prove this guy wrong. So, yeah, you know, I did, man. I went to school. I went to college. I got through it. I came back and I became his boss. I became the soccer commissioner of that city. So he now had to look up to me. And uh -huh. one, one thing I told him, I had to say to him, I was like, man, never miss, like, never underestimate me or anybody. Mm -hmm. and, and never, ever treat somebody like that because you never know. You never know. And you just try to be good to everybody. That's it. Right. You know? Don't That's right, because you never know when it's going to come full circle, right? Exactly, man. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the thing is, is that you you decided to use that comment to drive you like gasoline. Mm -hmm. But for some people, that comment would have been like, you know, sticking a needle on a balloon. You know? Right. Yeah. Yep. So that's good. So what made you decide to go that route instead? Um, well, you know, man, I, I, I always the things thought, that your grandma taught you or that, you know, that or lessons that you learned, like, you know, believe in yourself. Did she teach you to believe in yourself when you were growing up or? Of course, man. She taught me like so many things, man. She empowered me in so many ways. And ever since I was a little kid, she would always empower me with every comment, every moment she had in her life. She would try to empower me. And that's what it did. It's, it drove me to be the person I am today. I'm a fighter. I'm a warrior. So, um, yeah, man, uh, it, it's, that's, that was my drive. You know, that's exactly why I'm here today doing what I'm doing. So if you guys got get a chance, go check it out. CulturesUnitedFC.com. Check us out, please. So with that being said, I'm going to pass the mic to my boy, um, Joe Dreams, who got to go here pretty soon. But I want to I wanna give him a chance to share with us real quick about him. Okay. Hi. Hello there. My name is Joe Dreams. And I am from San Diego, California. I grew up with a mom and a dad and my little big bro. I call him my little big brother because he's like six foot nine and you know, he's a basketball <laughs> player. So, you know, I grew up in a mostly white neighborhood. We were like one of the only black families that lived in a, in a white neighborhood. So it was an interesting experience of growing up in, in uh, Caucasian culture, but then outwardly everyone thinks you're from a different culture. So. It, it was like a really interesting position to be in. So one of the things that I love doing 
is hip hop. And I got into that was uh, in high school. And one of my friends introduced it to me. And I just, it just really stuck with me. And I was involved with a lot of the people I was involved with in high school, like they were always getting in trouble and stuff. And so I would always be, I was hanging out with them because those are the only people I really felt like I fit, I fit in with back then because mm -hmm. like I, it was like a mostly white high school mostly white neighborhood so like the only black kids and the only mexican kids we all kind of like hung out but you know we were always getting in trouble and stuff but one of the things that really helped me turn whoops one of the things that really helped turn my life around was one of the one day one of my friends invited me to starbucks he said hey man i got this this mentor and you know you, you know he wants to meet you or you should meet him i'm like okay that's kind of you know, strange, but sure, you know, I decided yeah. and I, I show up and it ends up being like a, a guy who works at a company, like a network marketing company. I don't know if y'all know what network marketing is, is where they have a product and basically say, I, I want to sell this, this lotion to um, uh, Professor B because he's ashy, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I am. Yeah. So I, I want to sell this to him. And then once you buy it, and you sell it to one of your friends, right? You said, and then I get a piece of what you do. Oh, pyramid that's scheme, huh? That's what yeah. I was gonna get. Yeah. Is, is it one, one, was it one of those pyramid schemes yeah. or what? Yeah, so that's when I got really introduced to entrepreneurship and mm -hmm. I started getting into personal development and self-help and I started reading a lot of books and I started really uh, got, developed a curiosity and a desire and a hunger for knowledge and, and for learning things. And since I, since I have the passion for hip hop, I was like, Hey, what if I could somehow combine or, cause I always be trying to share the books and things I'm reading with people because of how much it was helping me in my life and helped me turn things around. And every time, I don't know if you can relate to this, but every time you try to share like a book that you read as really great with somebody else and they're like, yeah, sure. I'm gonna check it out. And then next week you run into them and what happened? They didn't check that out. You know what I'm exactly. Saying? Nobody so, read. You know, but what they did do was they watched like a hundred YouTube videos. They watched you know a bunch of Instagrams and TikToks and and checked their email. Right. So I was like, what if I could take these concepts from all these books that I'm I'm learning and from and turn it into the music and put it into bite size to where the young the young people will want to listen to it and can still get the same messages, but just in a different form. Oh, that's so, dope. That, so that's what um so that's what i feel like my calling my life calling is 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 to do that with because i'll take the time to read books and i take the time to listen to audiobooks i'm always when i'm driving i'm always listening to ted talks when i'm cooking i'm always you know listening to some type of book or, or reading when I'm, I'm listening to audiobooks when i work out every morning so i'm like very very committed to the process of becoming the best possible human being that i can and then it'll reflect in my work and my as i i realize as i grow as a person and as i exercise the more fit i become the more books that i read the more things that i learn from my music starts to sound better you know what i mean my songwriting gets better my right. networking skills get better my live performance gets better as a as a result from this other stuff over here right, right. that goes on behind the scenes that no one no, no one really sees so that's that's what I really want for everybody because I believe the world's a better place. That's what Live Your Dreams is about. Is where everyone's doing something they love because you know when you're those seven years as a police officer, that is what you are going through is what the average person is going through as well. 
right. you know, and 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 I think that's so that's so it's such a huge problem because if people aren't doing what they love, they're a lot less likely to exercise. They're a lot less likely to take care of themselves. They're a lot less likely to have a fulfilling relationship. And, you know, there's a lot less likely to do so many other things and a lot more likely to have health problems and a lot more right. likely to be miserable and a lot more likely to have addictions and a lot more like, you know what I mean? All those things from not doing what you love doing, right? That's right. So I, so my goal is to lead by example. And that's why I'm always posting content so everyone can see, look, I'm posting every single day. You have no excuse. You know, I'm doing everything that I can do to make my dreams come true. I'm out there performing on the streets and, and downtown and at Pacific Beach on the weekends. You know, I'll go there all by myself. Or I'll grab my microphone, got my speaker, and and I, you know, I do that, and I make money doing that too. You know what I'm saying? And I'll I'll go out there and and show courage, and I want to inspire other people to like, hey, like you know, let's get it. You know, life is short, and regret is long. You know that's what I'm right. saying? That's so, right. so that's that's what the Live Joe Dreams brand is all about, and that's that's um that's why I, I was messing with um Sebastian because you know I see him out there doing, you know, doing living his dream with the uh, Cultures United. And I like to surround myself with other dreamers. You know what I mean? That's what, that's, that's my community. That's what we call ourselves. We're dreamers, you know, uh, you right. know, some people say my nigga, I say my dreamer. You there know? you go. That's <laughs> it. That's it. That's beautiful, Joe Dreams. And you know what I'm saying? I appreciate that, man. I could tell your passion, you know, coming, coming out as a young brother, you know what I'm saying? As a young black male in the, in, in society, you know, your, your, the juxtaposition that you were in, you know what I mean? Throw that big word out there. You know what I'm saying? The juxtaposition that you were in, uh, in your community as a, as a black household in the predominantly, you know, white society, uh, it, it kind of helped shape you. But, you know, as again, I, I think about your perspective of being, you know, the black male with the other black males and the Latino males, right? And then you, you hear that, that stigmatizing factor. Well, you know, we were, the we were in trouble, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and that just makes me think about another topic that's for another day but the beautiful thing is that you came to the realization that that wasn't who you are you know what i'm saying and so now when people look at you they see a picture of consistency because that's what i tell my students i say i don't care if you're going to be good every day or if you're going to be bad every day be consistent you know what i'm saying because that's what people are going to recognize in you consistency you know what i'm saying and so that's what you just gave me with that little segment of yourself those dreams is a pleasure and you know what I'm saying? I, I look forward to building with you as we grow, man. So, um, yeah. yeah. Sebastian, what about you, brother? Hey, uh, y'all, I, I, I gotta get going, man. Uh, Joe, Joe Dreams, Joe Dreams, real quick, share with people. I want people to go follow him. He is actually a TikTok celebrity. So go check him out. Live your dreams. Uh, man, Joe Dreams. Tell him about it. What, what, yeah, what just, uh, just take a screenshot of my chest. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast, Joe Dreams. They can't take a screenshot. It's podcast. They listen man. on their phone, right? Little <laughs> Joe Dreams. Picture, picture of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your name? What's your uh, name tag? What's your uh, tag on uh, on Instagram and TikTok? Little Joe Dreams with a Z. Little Joe it. Dreams. Thank you so That's much. Right. All right, y'all. We'll see you no doubt. We'll catch you next time, brother. Yeah, man, yeah, what yeah. A beautiful company we have today, man. I, yeah. I really, really love the uh, conversation that we had going. Man, um, it's, it's gonna get deeper too. It's gonna get deeper. So. Oh yeah, for sure. You guys stick around for the next episode. We are bringing. We're coming to you with 
elections 2020. We're gonna buy. We're oh gonna snap! About, about to get deep topics, but but hey, with we're coming at you from a point of neutrality. We want to create unity. We want to unity. So we're gonna be we're gonna be coming at you with not with the same way that everybody else be coming at you uh, like toxic news and all that no we we're we're talking real stuff we're talking right. unity here and that's a, and that's the thing you know what i'm saying like you know the the reality of what we're doing here family you know for everybody that's out there listening man you know with, with sebastian you know myself and then we got our girl marisol um and joe dreams and Gemma and the whole crew man like you know we coming at you with the truth you know what i'm saying but we want to be we want to be the community where you could just like you know vibe with us like Whatever we say, you know, take it as face value, but then, you know, fact check. You know what I'm saying? If, if there's anything that you think we're saying that's not accurate, you know, get at us. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what, that's what unity is about. You know, like we, 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 we're not going to agree on everything. We're going to disagree. But the reality is this, you know, the truth is the truth. And that's what we claim to, that's what we claim, claim to speak. You know, the truth. We are coaches united. And we yeah. can't be united without the truth. You feel me? That's right. And that brings me to a point. I want you guys at this point, you guys got to know us. We now we want to hear from you. I want you guys to go on Instagram, on your platforms and go find us. We are Cultures United. That, that's it. We are just Google that. Find us. We are Cultures United. This is for you. This is for everybody. This is a podcast for everybody about you. What matters to you matters to us. And so that's, that's right. what we're going to be talking about here. So I want to invite you guys to stay posted, stay tuned. We are coming at you with a lot more topics, a lot more things that are going to matter to everybody, to our community. So we want to hear your comments. Go drop a comment. Go follow. Go like. Go Just go, 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 go and comment. Let us know what you think. Let that's us right. know if you disagree with us. We want to yeah. hear. We want to learn from you too. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And if, if there's anything that you want to talk about, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we, we are the, we are the people for the, of the community. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, like we, like Sebastian just said, what matters to you matters to us. You know what I'm saying? We want to talk about it. We want to make sure that you understand where we coming from and we just going to give you that, that, that spirit of neutrality, man. And so like Sebastian said, we W E R A R E cultures united, you know what I'm saying? Find us on, you know, Instagram, hit us up, we're going to collaborate with you. Also, if you want a little nuggets of positivity, you know what I'm saying, check me out on Instagram as well, nuggets of positivity, because every day I'm dropping content that'll just lift you up, maybe make you think differently about something, maybe, you know, give you a pick you up that you need, you know what I'm saying? And so that's who we are, Sebastian D, B, Mr. B, you know, coming at y'all, Coaches United, man. So last word, Sebastian. No, no, thank you so much, everybody. Remember, stronger we are together. Unity. Unity is key. We're going through tough times, but guess what? When we are united, we are stronger. So that's right. Don't, don't, don't be afraid to like, man, we all need help at some point in our lives. Don't be afraid to ask for help, to be there for somebody, you know, it's, it's all about being united. Trust me, stay tuned. And we're going to tell you exactly why unity is key. Unity is key for success, for empowerment, for all beautiful things that we're about to create unity.
We're coaches united, ain't got time to be divided Won't you get excited, cause in the end you'll be delighted That you took a listen to the voices that you hear Cause it's evident, ain't no division in here Cause we're coaches united, ain't got time to be divided Won't you get excited, cause in the end you'll be delighted That you took a listen to the voices that you hear Cause it's evident, ain't no division in here, see? We wanna thank you for tuning in to the Coaches United Podcast A podcast that has everyone in mind Where everyone's differences are embraced and celebrated. Where we see you, we hear you, and most importantly, we stand with you. What matters to you, matters to us. Este podcast is para toda mi gente. Ahora más que nunca, debemos estar unidos. Y cuando estamos unidos, somos más fuertes. Gracias por estar aquí con nosotros. Las culturas unidas jamás serán vencidas. Cultures United podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, and other platforms. Find our website at www.culturesunited.org or reach out to us on Instagram at Cultures United Podcast and Twitter at The Unity Podcast. Send us your questions, comments, or perspective. We want to hear from you.